Hi, so I'm Rob Kalvaroski. Um, I'm born and raised Ottawa, Canada. And let's talk about my journey with mental health. So I've suffered with depression, anxiety, and PTSD for the last roughly eight years. Um, it's been a long journey. So I started off my career in a mining company and I saved them $30 million. And I went to my annual review and I thought I was on the path to success. I thought the raises were coming. I thought everything was going up from here. And the, through my entire life playing uh, water polo at a high level, going to MIT, I thought that this was the path to happiness. This is what people tell you you're shooting for. You're shooting for a career. You're shooting for that white picket fence. You're shooting for, you know, the status, the money, the, you know, the wife, all these things. And I walked into my annual review and I got the opposite. I got the minimum raise that they could give me and all the pushback started. Everything in that industry was about status quo. It was about, this is how we do it here. This is how we've always done it. And coming out of college and coming out of sports, everything was about growth. Everything was about getting better every single day, improving, learning, growing. And it sent me down a tailspin. I started suffering with depression almost immediately after that. And it took me about nine months to ask, before I asked for help. And I remember asking for help. I talked to a social worker friend of mine and she told me to go to the doctor. And so I walked into the hospital, it was eight o'clock on a Saturday morning and there was four people in the emergency room. We were in a small town. And I went to the doctor and I said, I need help. I'm depressed and I need help. And she wrote me a prescription for an SSRI and sent me home. That started the worst two weeks of my life. I went from being able to go to the gym, go to the pool, go for a run every day to not sleeping at all. Basically, I slept two to four hours a night. I couldn't get much off the couch. I couldn't sleep. The depression got worse. The suicidal ideation got worse. And even I started having violent thoughts to other people, which had never happened to me before in my life. Two weeks later, I had a falling out with a friend of mine. I had been dumping my problems on her and she told me we couldn't talk anymore. And that was when I reached out to my parents and I said, hey, I need help. What, what should I do? And they told me to go home. They told me to go back to the hospital and to ask for short-term disability. So that's where I went. I got two weeks off and then I started seeing a psychiatrist. And for anyone out there who suffers with depression, you know that medication is very much a trial and error process. So over my over the last eight years with my depression and anxiety, I've dealt, I've probably taken 10 to 15 medications and anything from, you know, two to three to four doses, different size doses per medication. And it's been a war. It's really been a war. And I think that's what happened. I started on a new medication. I went to group therapy. I was in group therapy with three other women and I lasted 45 minutes. 
they couldn't get off the couch. They couldn't get out of bed. And I didn't have any resonance with anyone in the room. I left group therapy after 45 minutes and went for a 10 mile run in minus 10 weather because I didn't get it. I didn't understand how you couldn't get off the couch. It just was not my experience. Then going into my psychiatrist appointment the week after, he told me I wasn't depressed enough because I could still get off the couch. I could still go to work. I could still do the things that I was doing. And that was about the end for me. Shortly after, I had a basically a suicide attempt that I buried and I stopped asking for help. I didn't think that anyone would understand me. I didn't feel any resonance with any of the help that had gotten. At that point, I had gone to church. I had gone to a psychiatrist, gone to group therapy called EAPs, gone to a life coach, and basically nobody understood me. No one understood what I was going through. And I pushed it all down inside me. I moved, I changed jobs, and that's when I gave myself PTSD. I didn't get the help I needed. I didn't understand. I didn't think that any help would work for me. I had tried six or seven different medications. I had tried all these different therapies, all these different avenues to find some meaning, some purpose, some help, and none of them worked. And so I gave up for six years. And after six years, I didn't actually go back for help. What happened was I went and I found a mindset coach and I was hoping to start a business. And she opened up emotional intelligence and it took me into a real dark place. I didn't, I, I, I'm only, it's, it's about 14 months later and I'm only starting to realize how far dissociated I was and how much I had shoved all my emotions down and lock them in a box. And that started another asking for help going down that road again. Once I started opening up my emotions, it got dark for me again, because I had buried all these feelings. I went back to the doctor. We've done in the last 14 months, I've probably done another six or seven different medications, different doses. Um, and I had gone to therapy again. And finally, I'm starting to find a therapist that worked for me. But I really, for people out there listening, like my story is not uncommon. The medication that we're given and told to go home and monitor ourselves, that's what the practice is in North America. Medical doctors don't refer you to therapy the therapy that they do refer you to typically is CBT, which didn't work for me, but can work for people. Um, and then even therapists can be very hit or miss. I've had those nights where I believed that no one could help me. I've had those nights even as recent as a few days ago where I thought nothing was working. And I just, all I wanna to say to you, anyone who's listening is just keep, Keep asking for help. You deserve to find it and you will find it. And I hope by sharing my story with you that you'll find the strength to ask for help one more time. Because I know every time I've asked and every time something else hasn't worked for me, 
it's taken me into a dark place where you start feeling these feelings like maybe life's just not for me. I get it. I hear it. I've been there. I, and I hope that hearing these stories, you can find that you're not alone and you can find that community and that love and that resonance that you're looking for. That's all I got for you. <laughs> Well, thank you, Ralph, for coming on to Silent Journeys and sharing this little bit um, about your mental health journey. Um, I really appreciate you being vulnerable and willing to share this information. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but then we're going to come back and talk to Rob a little bit about his podcast, uh, High Performance Narrative. And we're back with Rob for High Performance Narrative. Um, Rob, could you tell us a little bit about um, what High Performance Narrative is? Yeah, so Dismantling the High Performance Narrative is very much a podcast, probably similar to, similar to this one, um, but it's really focused on people's mental health journeys, but also the narrative that everything is going fine. And like, I didn't exactly get into this, but literally my suicide attempt was a Sunday night and Monday morning I went to work and I pretended like everything was fine. That is the definition of high performance narrative. We believe, and so many of us go to work, go to jobs. And like they're saying, the statistics say 20% of the population suffers from mental illness each year. It's probably higher than that, but people just aren't reporting it or they're not feeling it. Um, but so many of those people are going to work every day. They're going to sports. They're going to whatever they're doing. And it's all of this image. And that's what the podcast is about. It's, it's about breaking down that, that feeling that we're all perfect. It's not true. Like we all suffer and just like you and I do. And it doesn't make us not deserving of love. And it also doesn't make us failures in life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are you hoping to get out of this next year with High Performance Narrative going into 2021? Um, what are you hoping to see? I'm not trying to get anything. Um, what I'm really trying to do is share and spread this message, right? And I think it's a message that's going to resonate with a lot of people. Um, my co-host, Lauren Williams, she's a high performance coach. And she played hockey at a really high level. She was a professional hockey player. Um, and we're hoping to sort of bring the sports community, the high performance sports community together, along with like people in my industries, which are heavy industry, mining, oil and gas, manufacturing, where the cultures are very similar. It's all buttoned up. It's all about being manly and showing up and not talking about our emotions. And I think that's where I want to go with this is it's still manly to suffer and it's still manly to, to feel good. Right. Like it doesn't, mm -hmm. we're all people. Yeah. Um, so can you tell me about one experience you've had because of um, high performance narrative that has always stuck out to you? Not, not much with high performance narrative, but my previous podcast, I 
did a maintenance and reliability podcast called Rob's Reliability Project. And the first, about a year ago, actually, I shared my story with depression for the first time. And I got an email from a 55-year-old guy out of Reno, Nevada, who has spent his entire life, adult life, dealing with depression. And he talked about having three divorces, being in therapy, taking all the medication. He was, he's a, like a maintenance and reliability manager now, but he was a priest. He was a minister. He was in the Marines. He tried literally everything to find an answer. And it was just the most touching message. It wasn't that long. He just said like, your podcast helped me. And that's been since I got that message, like I've, I haven't been able to stop talking about it. Yeah, it's an incredible message to get. Absolutely. Um, every, anytime I'm feeling down about like having to do this production and like, like, uh, you know, having to stick to a schedule, um, even though it's light right now, um, I always just think back, like some of the guests I've had on or like comments I've gotten about this, like, you know, it was, it was just so helpful to come on and just talk or just like, you know, hear somebody else say these things. And so, um, yeah, getting messages like that are just insanely motivational. Uh, I absolutely know where you're coming from on that. So especially That's right. and if you want to send them to me, high performance narrative <laughs> at gmail.com. I'd love to get one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Especially when we're, you know, we're having to work with so many others about, you know, their really tough, like mental health struggles, you know, while dealing with our own, it's, um, certainly not always easy. Um, well, uh, we talked about like, a lot of the questions I wanted to ask you about, do you have any like final comments that you would like to share? Yeah, the only, the only comment I would just want to reiterate is just keep persevering. Like I know it's hard and I know when the lights turn off, like they do for me, it's hard to, to pick yourself up and to go and ask someone for help again. I know it's also really hard to pick up the phone and to call somebody that you know and say, I'm struggling today and I need help. And I just want to say to you is like, you deserve it. And, and just like pick up the phone and just ask one more time. Well, thank you so much for, again, answering my questions and, and sharing all this information that you have. Um, where can our listeners find High Performance Narrative? Yeah, so you can find Dismantling the High Performance Narrative on your favorite podcast platform. We're on a Apple, Google, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, like there's 10 or something platforms. You can also follow Dismantling the High Performance Narrative on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and then we're also on Instagram as well. So we're, we're everywhere we should be, I guess. So you can find us there. Perfect. And yeah, if you want to, if you're interested in sharing your story on the show, or you want to send me an email or a message, you can email me highperformancenarrative at gmail.com and you'll, you'll get right in with me. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I'll make sure to include your uh, links in the show notes for this show. Um, yeah. And that's all we got today. Uh, and just as a reminder, if you want to share your journey um, on this show, you can do so by contacting me on my website, msbivens.com. Uh, to any guests out there who just, you know, maybe want to leave a comment or uh, would like to leave a message, feel free to find me there. Um, and if you don't want to, uh, if you want to keep it even more anonymous, I have a Google voice number that's plastered on my website and you can just call that and leave your message. And that is what I take for the episode. So it is completely up to your comfort level, but uh, I will see you next time. Thank you.